0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number sixty-nine of the World of Sports Podcast. I am your host Diego Sandoval, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: And if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, we are. We have a guest today, um, the great Jason Milne. Jason, say what's up to the people. What's up, everyone? Jason. Jason Ooh, let's is coming. Jason is. Coming at us for a very special episode <laughs> number 69. Um, it's a big one. Arguably our most controversial episode. Uh, we are going to be giving our top 10 NBA players of all time. Um, this has kind of been something we've wanted to do for a while. That um, just feels fitting right now. The conversations might be at an all-time high with the NBA 75 team being announced. Um but it it's it's something we've wanted to talk about and we have opinions a lot of people have opinions about this um before we jump into all of it though follow us on all of our social medias you know the deal um head over to our instagram bio link there will take you to everywhere you need to know jason how does it feel being on the podcast that is so near and dear to your heart
2: it feels great i've been listening for so long (laughs) and it just feels great to be on it finally been a long time coming but i'm excited (laughs) oh yeah well
0: overdue but anyways um before we jump into our rankings i want to say something i don't know if you guys want to say something either but this debate will never end it's it's something that will keep changing the players and it will keep changing and i feel like you can go one or two ways with the list one of two ways you can Look at it from the side of NBA history, the impact they had on the game, the storyline of their career, or you can go at it from, you know, a a stats point of view, uh, what, what player put up the most numbers, whatever it may be. But I think, in my opinion, the way that I did it, and you guys can chime in on how you did it, is I... First, before I did anything, I just put down the 10 players off the top of my head that are the best players in the NBA, in my opinion, in my order. And then after looking through stats, whatever it may be, I shifted things here and there. But I think it's important to include both when you're ranking players of all time. You need to have a little bit of personal opinion because that's what it is. It's your opinion on who the top 10 players are. And then, but it also has to be offset by, okay, how good actually was this player? Because you can't go out saying Allen Iverson was the swaggiest player in the NBA, which is true. And he changed the NBA forever, but he's not a top 10 player of all time. So I just think that this argument needs both sides and without one, it becomes just, I don't know, a a stupid argument. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Yeah, uh I just wanted to say I'm just glad that on this episode we have like 10 viewers or whatever probably because there's no way to make everybody happy like ever. Um there's so many ways to look at it and like honestly doing a ranking like this does nothing. Like there's no point. <laughs> who cares if LeBron or Jordan is number 1? I I who cares about that? But like 10 10 is a random number too. I mean, there's like 12 right. people who I think could be in the same sort of tier as the last sort of guys. So I don't know. I think it's fun to talk about and it's fun to argue about, um, but there's no way to make everybody happy. So I'm just interested to see where we differ.
0: Yeah. Jason, what are your thoughts on this debate? Yeah, it's
2: definitely never going to end, especially with, you know, more players, guys like maybe Luca or definitely Giannis when their careers is over, they're going to be in this conversation too. And there's going to be guys that are left out, but you know, it's just how it's, the game is changing and how it's going to go. But no one's ever going to agree on the same list. And I think that's that for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. And another thing is, I think sometimes people use the phrase top 10. Like, yeah, we're ranking our 10 best players ever. But this there's the same difference from 5 to 10 as there is 10 to 15, probably. Like, from the 10th to the 15th best. Like, that's not a huge leap. But just because they're left out of the top 10, which is considered like what people rank as the best, doesn't mean that they're still not some of the greatest players to ever play. So I think the 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 standard or the, the bracket that we put top 10 kind of makes people feel less strong about 11, 12, 13, when it's in reality, they're almost top 10 players. So I don't know um i'm ready to get into it if you guys are
1: um, yeah uh should we start with honorable mentions or do
0: what uh let's go list by list um and in your list give your honorable mentions and then give your your 10 to 1 um we'll let the guests go first <laughs> jason um oh god get to, the floor is yours all right. You don't have to give full explanations. We're going to do that afterwards. But if you oh. want to say a little something, obviously go ahead.
2: No, I'm just going to list them out, and then we'll debate it after. Let's do it. So my honorable mentions are Hakeem, Elijah and Oscar Robertson. All right. I think they're pretty, pretty solid right there. <laughs> um, number 10, I have Tim Duncan. Okay. Number 9, I have Bill Russell. Number eight, I have Wilt Chamberlain. Number seven, I have Larry Bird. Number six, I have Shaq. Number five, I have Kobe. And then four, Magic. Number three, Kareem. Number two, LeBron. And number one, Michael Jordan. All right,
0: all right.
1: Huh, Logan? You know that that was a that's a pretty similar list. If I'm being honest, um, my honorable mentions are the same. You know,
0: um, some of you, some of you thought i be- My honorable mentions are also the same. <laughs> all right,
1: so I guess we have the same top ten, but but different order. Yeah. Um. All right, here we go. At number ten, I have Kobe Bryant. At number nine, I have Wilt. At number eight, I have Bill Russell. At number seven, I have Tim Duncan. At number six, I have Shaq. At number five, I have Larry Bird. And number four, I have Magic. And number three, I have Kareem. And number two, I have LeBron. And
0: number one, I have MJ. All right. And that's me. This, this brings it down to me. Um, my top 10 players of all time. Tim Duncan is number 10. Wilt Chamberlain is number nine. Bill Russell is number eight. I have Larry Bird as number 7, Kobe Bryant as number 6, Shaq as number 5, Magic as number 4, Kareem as number 3, Jordan as number 2, and wow. LeBron is my best player of I knew all you time. You were going to do it. Absolutely, I had to. Wow. Damn. All right, let's let me just <laughs> get this all down. Okay. Logan, remind me. I'm going to be honest, I completely blanked. Remind me <laughs> your 5 through 8. 5 through 8. Uh 5 I got Magic, 6 I got Larry Bird,
1: 7 I got Shaq and 8 I got Tim Duncan.
0: Tim Where's Bill Russell?
1: Oh, I think I just I think I just I think one, You had Magic over. at 4,
0: right? Yeah,
1: put Magic at at 4 and then the rest slide down one.
0: And Bill is at before Wilt yeah, Bill's at eight. Okay. That's
2: Magic, Bird, Shaq, Tim, Bill?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I guess we, do we want to start at the top or at the bottom?
1: Let's start at the bottom. Okay. Do uh, we, we want to go for, for our honorable mentions first, I guess?
0: Okay, yeah. Um, honorable mentions, it was Hakeem and Big O for, bo- for all of us. Yeah, um, I I don't know how much I have to say. Hakeem is one of the best big men of all time, one of the best defenders of all time. I feel like sometimes he gets a bit overlooked almost because he played during Jordan's era. You know, he he only won when Jordan left the game, which is something that people always talk about. But then you say Michael Jordan is up at one or two wherever you have him. Um I think Hakeem is one of the rare cases where he's widely regarded as one of the best players ever, but he's also somehow underrated.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like he deserves to be there. And I think he's in the top tier with guys like Tim Duncan through Kobe or whatever, those guys. Um, he was probably the best defensive big man in the modern era or whenever you start the modern era, he's got the most blocks ever. I know they started that stat later, but um, He's also got two of the most impressive finals runs of all time. And you can say Michael Jordan left. He was there for one of the years, by the way. Um, he just didn't make it to the finals, but people think he just always won. Um, but yeah, H- Hakeem dragged a uh, six seed Rockets to the finals and then was by far the best player every single series, best offensive player and defensive player on the floor. Um, he went through some of the best big men in that entire that that whole playoff run was just insane um some of the big men he had to beat um just in that finals run were carl malone charles barkley david robinson and then Shaq. i mean those guys are like top 20 right there all four of them so um he's overlooked uh i think some of the stats aren't as flashy because he was more of a defensive monster than an offensive one, even though he was great on that end too. But uh, I think he's just overlooked a little bit because he's a big man, like you said, in the MJ era and that's kind of hard to be like the number one guy when he's playing, but I think
2: 11 probably a good spot for him. Yeah, it definitely is. He, and he's definitely overlooked, especially playing that MJ era. And I think that kind of goes the same with Oscar Robertson playing, you know, in the league with will and bill russell but when you compare hakeem with a guy like shaq shaq was just a big dude dominant force like you can't teach that kind of thing hakeem was a very skilled big man and guys like Joel Embiid and like great centers in the nba today they emulate their game after him and his footwork was just amazing so with the great footwork and just like the skill that he had it was just a recipe for an amazing big man
0: yeah. Uh, and then Big O, we both also have, uh, I'm assuming I have Hakeem ahead of Big O, like 11-12. That's what I have. Yeah, But Big O, I think with what Russell Westbrook did and kind of is still doing, I don't know if this season he's still doing <laughs> it, but um, <laughs> uh, with what Russell Westbrook did, you know, broke his record, average a triple-double, whatever it was, three seasons in a row, it, it made people – it's currently making people overlook what Oscar Robertson did because he played in a time where nobody put up those type of counting stats where you did everything. Like he averaged a triple double granted, you know, he was the first one ever do it. So it was kind of this a, a much bigger thing back then than it is now. But I think sometimes that's where we take it out of context where we say, Oh, you know, rookies are dropping triple doubles on the regular now so it's not that big of a deal that Oscar did it but when you look at the context that he did it in and the fact that he was he kind of pioneered the triple double and the fact that a player could do all of those things I think that that's what warrants him in this honorable mention discussion.
1: Yeah I think he's I think the sort of legend about him is kind of what carries him um if you do look about at like the history of the nba and whatever i mean half of his career there were eight teams he won one championship and that was with kareem um i think that's kind of what holds him back from the top of the list is he didn't really have the playoff success Uh, and part of that is because his team wasn't just that good um but i mean he still put up insane numbers, and I mean, you gotta you gotta put him in this discussion at least. I think ESPN or whoever ranked the top seventy five put him at like nine.
2: Yeah.
1: I think that's a little bit too high, um, but I think he definitely deserves to be sort of in the ten to fifteen range anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I'm glad he's getting some shine because guys who are playing this long ago are kind of just like regarded as like, oh, the stats they put up are just like. Because of the era, and nobody else was doing this, so I'm glad he gets his credit.
0: Yeah. Anything you have to add on Big O, Jason? Um, I think you guys
2: nailed it. But I think that honestly, if he is not playing alongside Wilt and Bill Russell at the same time, he's he is easily in the top ten. But because he was always just stopped in the playoffs, mid the finals. Not too many times compared to those two. He has he just doesn't have as many accomplishments to his resume. So we can't extend the discussion past, oh, he averaged a triple double, which I think definitely uh brings his resume down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Sliding into the top 10, we have our, our biggest difference right away. Um, Jason, you have Kobe at five. I have Kobe at six. Logan, you have Kobe at 10. Now, just Kobe Bryant as a player, played 20 years, all with the Lakers, averaged 25 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 4.7 assists. You can say all the numbers, won five championships, an MVP, 15 All-NBA teams, 18 All-Stars, 12 All-Defensive. And you look at Kobe's career, and it it's almost, I don't know, it, it's it's a guy that you can legitimately have anywhere from five to 10. And I feel like it just depends how you look at it. So why, why is he at 10 for you, Logan? Because I think that's our biggest (sighs) point of contention. I
1: think. Yeah. Um, he's probably the player. I see the biggest like discrepancy for like the fans versus the not fans of, um, Some people would put him at like 15 and that's super disrespectful. He should not be there, but I see him in the top three or top two discussions also. So, I mean, it's, it's a little weird. And I feel like Kobe, what I've kind of underrated from him is like just his like legendary status and what people took from him. And I think that's a part where you can't just like look at stats or look at video and say like, this is what this guy did. Um, but, I mean, he's a five-time champion. He's an MVP. All the accolades you can say. Uh, what I rank him at 10 for is because I think his actual play style and how he was able to win and the accolades he got, I think it overrated a little bit. Um, his five championships, the first three, Shaq was clearly the better player, and Kobe still deserved those chips. But let's be real. If he wasn't playing with another top eight player, he wouldn't have those championships. Um And that's nothing against him. I mean, he still earned those. It was just a little bit of a lucky situation, if I'm being honest. Um, But, I mean, he was one of the best scorers in the league ever. Uh, You guys like to joke about it, but, yes, he did do it a little bit inefficiently, which is one of my main main knocks on him. Um, If you look at sort of, like, the stats of the other guys and everything like that, if you go into the advanced stuff, it is a little bit worse. I'm not going to get into that because nobody likes talking about that. Um, But, I mean... The guy is a legend, everybody respected him. Anybody who played against him knows how good he was. I just think as an actual basketball player, I would take the other guys ahead of him.
0: And that's I think where these rankings differ is how you rank the players. Because do you rank them as the basketball player, as the legacy that they left behind, as the legend that they were? Because Kobe Bryant came into the league and it was basically you know eventually became wow this guy is Michael Jordan 2.0 like he, he had the same moves again he, he's, he's nobody's saying he was a better player than Jordan at least nobody in this us three but he was the closest thing to Michael Jordan that anybody ever got at least our generation ever got and so that's why I put him at six is just the the type of player that he was and the type of figure that he was in the NBA, he he was just, he was Kobe. Nobody else was like Kobe. Yeah, he he needed Shaq for those first three titles, but he was in his first few years of his career. Any guy in those first few years of your career are going to need big men like that. Again, besides LeBron, but (laughs) we're not in the conversation as LeBron. I just think that... You can look at the numbers and the efficiency. Yes, it's, it's 100% down for Kobe compared to the other guys. But I think j- just the I don't, the five change, everything that you can put together with Kobe, I think offsets just the play style that maybe wasn't as efficient as other people. And that's why I think I put him higher. Jason, you have Kobe at five, the highest out of all of us. I do.
2: Why? Um, I think if you're looking at it in terms of like his advanced stats his efficiency and all that he came into the league as a teenager straight out of high school you compare that with a guy like larry bird who had his full years of college and then came into the league and just dominated 20 23 and 10 right out in his rookie season something like that mm-hmm. kobe if you take a teenager put him in the league he's not going to dominate he's got a build his game, build his confidence, even though he really didn't need to build his confidence. but (laughs) He definitely didn't need to build that. (laughs) He wasn't going to come out blazing and just absolutely torch the entire league. And especially in his first two seasons, he wasn't playing that much. So I think if you have to look at his career as a whole, I think he's better than Shaq and Larry Bird because, yeah, those numbers are down, but I think he was better than Larry Bird. And... The extra championship with, with Pau Gasol in 2009-2010, and Shaq only had one more with Dwayne Wade, I think that says more because if you compared Pau Gasol and Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade was in his prime when Shaq was on the team. And he is not on the same level as Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol was a very good basketball player but Kobe was just absolutely dominant during these runs.
0: Yeah, I think that's an argument we, we hear a lot, is the teammates that they have during their their championships. And with Kobe, that's that's an argument that's often made. Most of his championships, he wasn't the best player on his team. But for two of them, he was. And I feel like the, the discrepancy between him and the next best player was enough in the and his two-peed by himself, by himself. No championship is ever by yourself unless you're Dirk. But um, I I think that's enough to to vault him ahead of a guy like Tim Duncan or Larry Bird, like you said. Uh, I'll get into the Tim
1: Duncan teammates later because I got some stuff to say about that. But, (laughs) I mean, I don't disagree with really most of the stuff you guys said. Um, I will say – if you're arguing like Shaq or Kobe, I mean, Shaq wasn't in his prime. He he was in his prime at the end of Orlando and then L.A., and that's when they won the championships. Um, Kobe's prime, I mean, three of the years he got to the finals, the other like six or seven, I mean, he didn't. And you can argue that was his teammates. Um, but I can also argue that was kind of his mentality. And you can say his mentality boosts him in the ratings, I think the legendary status of it is like pretty awesome. I mean, people took a lot from him. It was basically just working the hardest ever, not caring about what other people think, just like, I'm going to do this. Um, I think to a certain extent that can help. Uh, I also think it did do a little bit of damage to some of his teammates and some of the the things he would do kind of, I think, hurt him. Um, but I mean, I think the the real argument you have to make with Kobe is like, he just got things done. And right. you can't argue that. I mean, five championships, the two championships he won without Shaq. I mean, I'm not going to pretend those were impressive. Those were awesome. I mean, one of them, yes, you played against Dwight Howard and the Orlando Magic. But hey, I mean, that Magic got through the East. I mean, they beat LeBron. And I mean, we can talk about that series, whatever <laughs> that that team sucked. But hey, I mean, like you beat the the Celtics, like with that big four, big three, whatever you want to call them. Uh, that was really impressive. And I feel like that's kind of what cemented Kobe's legacy. Cause I think if he didn't have those two championships, you can kind of just argue Shaq carried him, but Kobe completely destroyed that narrative when he won those two. Um, but I think if you just look at like the finals performances and whatever, like I love looking at the history of stuff and looking into it, like what actually happened. Um, I think Kobe's finals performances were a little overrated too. I think he underperformed in a lot of them. Um, but like I said, I mean, he got it done anyway. So I think that's that's the point. And I think that's why, like, so many people have him in different positions is because y- there's an argument for both sides and basically everything he did.
0: Yeah, there are so many angles you can look at Kobe's career from. Yeah, I think it literally just comes down to what you value more as a fan. And, you know, we'll, we'll put an asterisk next to it. Jason and I are Laker fans that grew up watching Kobe. And so we have a slight towards him. So that might play a role, but bottom line, Kobe's a top 10 player. I think if you leave him out, it's disrespectful. How do you feel about that, Logan?
1: If you leave him out, if, if
0: he's not on your top 10, that's disrespectful because you have him at, at 10. So, yeah, I mean,
1: I think he's a top 10 player, uh, but I do I think an argument for like 11 isn't the worst thing ever. Um, I think you could put, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I had Hakeem in him pretty close and I was just wondering if I should put him over. Um, and I decided not to, because I thought Kobe's the better player, but it depends on how you look at it. And some people, and I think this is the wrong way of doing it. Just look at like stats and stuff. And I feel like that's yeah. missing a lot if you do that. But if you just look at stats, I don't think Kobe's a top 10 player, but I mean, you have to look at how he actually played the game and how he impacted it, how other people looked at him. And I think that sort of legacy of him is absolutely enough to put him in the top 10 for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, That or somewhat agree. I I think Kobe's (laughs) a top 10 player of all time, period. So Jason, are you on... I mean, you have him in your top five, so I assume you agree with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, And that... Brings. Do you guys have anything else to say about Kobe Bryant? I think we we covered all the bases with him. I think
2: think, uh, people like to put him and Larry Bird pretty close in their top 10 list. And mm -hmm. I think it goes half and half with who has who higher. And I personally think that Kobe is better than Larry Bird. Because if you're just looking at these two players, they're both known for their scoring. Mm -hmm. and you can argue whoever is better. But just as an all-around basketball player, Kobe Bryant had nine all-defensive first-team selections, and I think that just puts him over Larry Bird because he was just an all-around more complete basketball player, and I think that Larry Bird just was just straight offense, and I don't think his offense was enough to bring him over Kobe.
0: Yeah. Um, I know Logan has a lot to say about the defensive teams, I'll let you make your argument about Kobe's all defensive first teams tied for the most of all time, by the way. All right. Um, I love I'm not going to lie.
1: I love looking at like the history and advanced (laughs) stats. And I don't want to bring that up a ton because I think people hate it. And I, in some ways, hate it because... If you watch Kobe in his first few years, like the finals runs and whatever at the start, I mean, you could see him getting up on people and playing insane one-on-one defense. Um, And then if you look at the advanced stats, I mean, the team did better pretty much every single year when he was off the court than on it defensively. Um, And that's just a fact. And I'm not going to pretend that Kobe wasn't a great one-on-one defender. I think helped defensively, like as a team defense, I think he was... Pretty overrated, and I think some of the all defensive teams weren't warranted at all. Um, but I mean, you could—he still like he still got under people's skins, and one on one, I think he was a really good defender. It's just I don't know. I like looking into what actually happened instead of narratives sometimes, and I feel like some of those awards that he was given defensively, he didn't really deserve.
0: See, I would I would argue that him getting the award is a fact. Like, that's not a narrative. So, like, why so, – so, what you're saying is he got these awards, yes, but he didn't necessarily deserve them.
1: But I think it was on reputation, yeah.
0: So, I, I don't see that as a terrible thing. If you're known around the league as a really good defender, okay, sure, you don't put up the whatever box plus minus that another guy does. Um, I don't even know if that's what that measures, but, um, but you're known and everyone, I don't want to say fears, but knows you're a good defender and you're going to get under people's skin. I don't have a problem with you getting the award. If you don't have the same, if you don't have as good of like advanced stats.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a player. I just, I would say that I think if you look at the actual, like what happened, like what actually happened, I think other players deserved it more than him. And I'm not, I don't even know who it would be, but like if you're a worse defender on the court than off of it, then I think that's kind of saying something. Um, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, he, he did get those awards. So that was kind of my argument before it was like, he still got it done. You can look yeah. into it, but he still got it done. Um, but also I do want to say Larry Bird was a good defender. I mean, people have the narrative that he was a bad defender. He was a pretty good defender. He didn't get the all-defensive teams, but
0: he was still solid. We'll get to Larry Bird in a second. 8-9, um, we all have Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Um, Logan, you and I have Bill at 8 and Wilt at 9. Uh, Jason, you have Wilt at 8 and Bill at 9. Um, I'll give my take. These guys played against each other. It was like Wilt versus Bill. That was the NBA when they were when they were playing. Um, it, I had a tough time, honestly, de- de- deciding who was better than the other because you look purely at stats. Wilt Chamberlain averaged 30 points per game, 23 rebounds per game, averaged 50 points per game one season, consistently just was insane. He led the league in assists one time. Um, you know, 13 all-stars, 10 all-NBA, four MVPs. But what separated them for me is Wilt won two times. And it was the NBA was Wilt versus Bill. And you go to Bill Russell, who I have one spot ahead. Yeah, sure. He only averaged like 15 points per game in his career and 22 and a half rebounds. He won 11 times. He, 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 he had 11 championships. He dominated the NBA arguably the best defender in NBA history and arguably the best rebounder in NBA history. You, I, I, I'm not mad at Wilt over Bill. I feel like it could go either way. But for me, knowing that they played at the same time and it was just kind of Wilt-Bill and Bill came out a champion 11 times while Wilt only did twice, that's what edged Bill out slightly for me.
1: Yeah, I think if you're looking back on players that played in the 50s, the 60s, even the 70s, to some extent, context is kind of the most important thing to understand. Um, If you're looking at stats, that's just not the way to go at all. I mean, the game was completely different. They had like 50 more possessions every single game. If you look at the rebounds, I mean, they're just insane. If you translate that to the game today, I mean, it's not going to be anything close to 24, 25 rebounds a game. First of all, they played like 48 minutes. Like they played the entire game every single time. I mean, that's going to boost it up a lot. And then you take a lot more shots. The efficiency in that day was like 35%. So everything was missing. That's a whole lot more rebounds. Um, But basically my point is like, you have to understand what these guys actually did. Um, And my take on Wilt was... Yes, you can look at his competition. Obviously, it's got it's going to be a lot worse. Um, but, I mean, the man put up insane numbers. Like, the, the numbers that we saw from him were never seen again. Um, it's just the fact that he didn't win with that. Um, and when he did win, his numbers were worse, and he played as a team player. And I feel like that right there just shows, like, he was honestly... Kind of a selfish player to some extent. I mean, he had those insane numbers, but his team lost pretty much every single time. And if you look at the teammates or whatever, I mean, a lot of the the playoff games and whatever were very, very winnable, and he underperformed in pretty much every single one of those. Um, and if you turn that to Bill Russell, I think he's kind of the exact opposite, where he could have done more, but he was such a team player that he just put his team first and won because of it so much. Um, and I have bill Russell higher also, because I think if the defensive player of the year award was a thing, I'm pretty sure he'd have like 10, like not even that. I don't even think that's a stretch. Um, if you look at pretty much anything, it shows that he's the best defensive player in NBA history. Uh, and yes, that's because the competition was worse, but like, Hey, he still did it. Uh, again, I mentioned this earlier. There were eight teams in the league when most, when these guys played for most of their career. Um, if you have a fourth of the teams, you're going to be able to win more. So Bill Russell's 11 rings are super impressive, but like, I mean, like it's, that's not going to happen again, probably. Um, And there's a reason for that, but I think these guys are so legendary and they paved the way for a lot of players. Now Uh, I think it's disrespectful to put them out of the top 10, but I feel like this is a good spot for both of them. Um, And if you flip them, it doesn't really matter to me. I think it's pretty close.
0: Jason Wilt over bill. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't disagree. You
2: know, the championships are impressive, 11. Pretty much, Bill Russell had Wilt's number. And Wilt was not known for doing well in the playoffs at all. But I think the legacy of Wilt, of him, his numbers, and him being the guy that forced the league to change in order to stop him, I think that's what puts him over Bill Russell. Because, yeah, Bill Russell was pretty good given this competition I think guys like Shaq and Joel Embiid could have put up very similar numbers in that era but I think Wilt was just unstoppable and I don't think playoffs I don't value that as much I guess as you guys do
0: okay um I do agree that that Wilt being the guy that they were like okay we need to figure out a way to not have this happen is pretty impactful and influential um and also i i I very much agree shack would probably average 50 points a game during during this time period um no but I, i i just wanted to echo kind of what you said logan about these, these are guys you can't leave out of your top 10 players of all time, but also looking at context, looking at the era they played, how they played it. I don't think you can put them much higher than where we have them right here, just because of what these other guys did with tougher competition, with a tougher play style. It was harder to score, harder to defend everything like that. I just think like the, the back half of the top 10 is the perfect spot for guys like this, where there's no way to compare them to today's game. Yeah. I think, I think some people,
1: uh, and I, I mean, I'm generalizing here, but if you call them old heads or whatever, where they were born in like the fifties, sixties, and they watch these guys growing up and they see them dominating whenever, I think that's part of the reason why some people have them at like five or six or even like four or whatever. Um, it, when you grow up and you like watch a guy just dominate, I mean, that's going to be like your favorite player. And then it just happens. And I think that's kind of what happens for everyone. Um, I think that's kind of what's happening for Kobe and LeBron right now, where they're this high or whatever. And then it was Jordan back then. I, I it, it's, it's all different eras and it's really hard to compare. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think for how historic these guys were and for how long ago it was, I mean, you just got to look a little deeper into stuff like this instead of just stats, but I like our rankings for them.
0: Yeah, Jason and I were watching a video earlier. It was Dr. J ranking his top five players of all time, and he said, here are my top five, and it has not changed in the last 50 years. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when you go, okay, because he said, Bill Russell, Will, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, and – I don't remember who the fifth guy was, Oscar Robinson, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. and that's when you go, okay, let's, <laughs> that's, that's the bad. Pro- that's the problem is when people are afraid to change based off of what is currently happening. But yeah, I think that's that eight, nine is fair for both of them and in, in either order, depends on how you look at them. Tim Duncan, uh, Jason, you and I both have him at 10. Uh, Logan, you have him up at seven. Uh, we'll start with you. Why Why are you uh, higher on Tim Duncan, I guess, than us? Um,
1: I think if you look at Bill Russell's career and you make the argument where like he's the perfect team player, whatever it is, I think for a modern version of that, Tim Duncan is basically the best example of it. Um, I think if he went to any other franchise, like literally any other team, He would have had insane numbers and put up way more stats, led the league and stuff, whatever it is. But he bought into the Spurs system. And from the very beginning, he just made sure to do everything that he could to win. And that's exactly what he did. He did not care about his individual statistics or anything. And guess what? He won five championships because of it. Um, And I think one of the biggest misconceptions about Tim Duncan is the amount of help he had. if you say he had what, Tony Parker, he had Manu Ginobili, um, he had David Robert Robertson when he was like 35. Um, he won those chips and he was the best player on that team in every single one. He didn't win the finals MVP every single time, but it was clear that he was the best player. And that's over like an 18 year stretch. Um, he was just dominant for the most consistent franchise in NBA history for the last 20 years. Uh, he was just that guy defensively um probably the best defensive power forward we've ever seen uh the best power forward we've ever seen for sure um and offensively i think he's a little bit overlooked he didn't put up anything flashy he just did his thing his his like fancy shot was his bank shot that's what he's known for like that's not exciting let's be real but like he still got it done every single time um And in the finals, in the playoffs, he had some of the greatest performances ever. And because it's not flashy, no one cares. But like here, I I wrote down one of these, one of these um, finals just because I thought it was insane. Um, So in 2003, he put up 24, 17, five assists, one steal and 5.3 blocks. He just like dominated the entire time. His second best player on that team was Tony Parker. Tony Parker averaged 14 points on 39% shooting. He carried that team the entire playoffs. Um, I think it's it's really overlooked the accomplishments he did. You just look at it and you're like, oh, he's the Spurs system. He's the guy in the Spurs system. He just that's why he's good. No, I think he made that Spurs system what it is. If you look at the team now, I mean, they they're they're lost now. Kawhi left, yeah, but like part of that is because Tim Duncan wasn't there and he wasn't there to help the team just be the best it can be. Um, and I think that's why I love Tim Duncan so much. It's just because he did everything that he could to win. And that's all he cared about.
0: Yeah. Um, Jason, what are your, your, your thoughts on, on Timmy D? You have met 10.
2: I do. Um, definitely deserves to be in the top 10. You know, just came out right into the league, just absolutely dominating. And he dominated for a very long time five championships i mean he was just an absolute force to be reckoned with even though he didn't put up absolute insane numbers but i feel like it's hard to put him above guys like will and bill russell just because i don't know maybe if he put up better numbers even though like it's not all about the numbers but I, f- he, I feel like if he played in a different era, he'd put up very similar numbers. He wouldn't be going out for like 50 points a game. But he was still, you know, one of the better players. But I just think Will and Bill Russell just paved that way for big men in the league and Tim Duncan just followed it.
0: Yeah, uh, that's kind of the same sentiment that I had when ranking Tim Duncan is he, yes, he was dominant. And that, that there's no debate in that, I don't think. Um, but you look at both dominance and the way a player played with the numbers. We're talking about this. I think that Will and Bill Russell, they were dominant, but they also put up the numbers. So I think that's what puts them slightly ahead of Tim, Gun- Tim Duncan. Again, I honestly think that there's very like little difference in a lot of these players, like 10 to 9, 9 to 8, 8 to 7, whatever. Um, but like for Bill and Wilt's case and I guess in Logan's bliss case, Kobe, I just think that all those three players were dominant while also putting up better counting stats and better numbers. So that's not to say, you know, Tim Duncan isn't a legend. Obviously he is. He's a top 10 player of all time, but I just think what puts him at 10 is that, that lack of quote, not production. He was, he's, he's very productive, but the, the numbers I think is what, what keeps him down for me.
1: Yeah. I think what people look for in Tim Duncan, if they want to rate him higher is a peak and Tim Duncan never really had a crazy peak where it was like, Oh, he averaged 30 and 15 this season or whatever. No, he just averaged like, 22 and 11 for like 10 straight seasons. And I mean, that, that is insanely good production. It's just, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for like MVPs or whatever, like Tim's got one, I mean, or he's got two MVPs, sorry. Yeah. But like, if you look at it, he doesn't have the crazy Michael Jordan, 37 points per game for four seasons. He doesn't have the Kobe Bryant, 35 points a game in a season um he's just got consistent production the whole time and i think yeah the counting stats i mean they're really impressive i I don't want to say tim duncan was lacking in that department but yeah if you're looking at top 10 some of it is a little bit less than other guys um but I, i think it's just the winning and the consistency that i think is what puts him in in the top like seven for my list
0: and then that makes him so the winning and the consistency, is it the reason why he's above, like, say, Bill Russell, who obviously has the winning consistency? Is that difference just the era that they played in? Um, well, I-, I think
1: five championships in this era was definitely more impressive than 11 in his. Right. And I think the counting stats are also more impressive. You look at the rebounds of Bill Russell. If you, like, translate, I don't know how to do all that. But, like, I think if you put Bill Russell's rebounds to, like, when Tim Duncan played, it'd be pretty much the exact same. Um, and the offensive number, Tim Duncan destroys him in. Um, so I, I would, I think Tim Duncan's a better player. I think Bill Russell's a more legendary player, but I think Tim Duncan's got pretty much everything else over him. If you look at his actual career.
0: All righty. Let's move on to, I guess we already talked about Kobe. Kobe's at six for me and a five for Jason. Um, Larry Bird, uh, I have Larry Bird at 7, as do you, Jason. Um, Logan, you have him at 5. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both, both me and Jason have Shaq above Larry Bird, so I guess those are the two guys we're going to be discussing. Shaq versus Larry Bird. Why is Bird at 5 on your list, Logan?
1: This was a tough one. I think the top four, you can argue Magic not being in the top four, but I think the top four is set for most people. I think once you get five through even 10, I mean, it's all over the place. Um, I put Larry Bird so high because I think he was so dominant in such a short span along with just he was like such a badass. Like he's just he's a white dude and people look at that and they're like, oh, whatever. You played the game the right way. No, I don't I don't (laughs) care that he was white. I care that he like like he would walk into the three point competition and he said, who's coming in second? Like you look at, you look at Steph Curry and where he's like shooting threes and turning around. I think Larry Bird had that sort of thing in him where he just was like, I'm winning. I don't care. Like I'm better than you. And he would do that. Like he played left-handed for a game and put up like 50. What, how is that like a real human? Um, and I mean, the stats are there. He was an amazing scorer. I think he was in the wrong era for him. I think first of all, modern medicine would have made it so his back didn't break and, that like they wouldn't be playing him when he obviously was hurt. And that's kind of the main knock on him. It was his like career was pretty short. Um, But how dominant he was in the what, like 12 years he played as a Celtics player. I'm not a big fan of the Celtics, um, but I mean, he was just insane. Him and magic like actually saved the NBA from the darkest time where it was like the drug, whatever was happening. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's, Probably the best shooter in the league for the time he played and before. Obviously, that's changed now. But um, I think in today's game, he would have shot like 10 threes. Like the most threes he ever shot in a season was 3.3. That's like, that's insane that he was the best shooter. But I just think offensively, he was amazing. I think he's an underrated passer. Um, he's honestly got like the same passing ability as a guy like LeBron. He just wasn't as mobile as him. So obviously he couldn't maximize that. Uh, but I think he's one of the best all around players ever. Um, it's just that he had a couple things that made it so that he wasn't as good as others were. It was injury wise made him fall short. Um, and in the playoffs, I mean, he did have some hiccups where he didn't play as well as he could have. Uh, but I think he's a pretty legendary player. I could have put him at eight also, like seven, eight. It was a tough one for me to choose, but I decided on this.
0: Yeah, he's at seven for me because of – it's simply because he didn't – I don't think he played enough. And I know it's a, that's a tough thing to to dock him on. But – and, you know, I guess you could make the same argument about Magic, but that's a, another – that's another player we're going to talk about. But he was dominant when he played, and he was – He was sick. (laughs) Like that, that, that's just like how you can describe him. But with like Shaq, I put right before Larry. Shaq played 20 seasons, albeit not all 20 were like Shaq, you know, quote unquote, what we think of when we think of Shaq. But I think if Larry Bird would have played a couple of more seasons, that maybe would have moved him up a couple of spots to six or five for me. But that's not taking away from what he did. Uh, he, he's again, like you said, he, him and magic changed the NBA and basically put it on this trajectory to where it still is going right now. So like NBA history wouldn't be the same without the magic versus bird rivalry. Um, and I wouldn't be mad if you'd put bird anywhere from five to eight. So he's just one of those players that you look at. And for me, it, it came down to, how many years he played and yeah, that's basically what it was.
2: I, I agree that him not playing as much kind of brought him down for me, but I think also what solidified Shaq over Larry Bird was that Shaq, I feel was just more dominant and there's not going to be another guy like him for the foreseeable future. And in Larry Bird, we're talking about a guy that was just a pure scorer. But honestly, I believe if he's not he wasn't the best at like what he's known for. Like I think Curry's a better shooter than him. I think Durant, not now, but he was definitely a better scorer than him. So if we're talking about a guy known for his shooting, I think a guy that's not the best at what he does. I think you can't put that over Shaq, who is definitely the at what he does of being dominant
1: yeah uh, those are all good points i will argue him just being known as a scorer i think is a little disrespectful to larry but i mean yeah but this is what he's mostly
0: known for. that's like when you think of larry bird you think of like oh that guy can score you know yeah i'm not thinking
2: in terms of like a ray allen kind of thing but like it's just what he's mostly known for yeah i agree um i just think some of the like i think he's a really good
1: passer um and I think he's a good just offensive facilitator if you run the anything through him. I mean, I think it works. But, yeah, I mean, if you have Shaq over him, I I mean, it, I could see it going both ways. Honestly, it's like a 50-50 thing for me. I think they're neck and neck. So I got no problem having Shaq over him too.
0: Yeah, Shaq. Uh, I, uh, I have him at five. Logan and Jason, you guys both have him at six. The most dominant player in NBA history. There, nobody could stop Shaq in his prime. Nobody like, and we never saw anybody like that and we still have not Who knows if we ever will. But the fact that Shaq was in a league that was slowly changing, very slowly to, you know, a guard dominant kind of post Michael Jordan, Kobe was on the come up again. He wasn't like quote unquote Kobe but it was becoming a guard dominant league. And Shaq basically said, no, watch what I can do. And nobody stopped him. And, you know, four championships, he only has one MVP, which should have more. He should have more just when you think of Shaq, he dominated and was the best player in the league for a lot more years than just one. Um, I mean, he won the scoring champ twice, three time all defensive team. The most dominant force I feel like needs to be in the top five. That's that that was my thought process to putting him at five.
1: Yeah. Um again, like I, I think Bird or him could absolutely switch. I I see a lot of lists where he's as high as like 10, and I think that's pretty disrespectful. Um, I agree. Just as a peak, I say his best seasons were his three championships in LA just because of how, I mean, that's just an insane stretch. I'm just going to go to the final stats and read them off because I don't really have to say a ton more. Um, In the 2000 finals, he put up 38 points, 17 rebounds, two assists, a a steal, and three blocks. 2001, he put up 33 points, 16 rebounds, five assists, a steal, and three and a half blocks. And then in 2002, he put up 36 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. And at the same time, he was absolutely destroying everyone on the other team, getting them in foul trouble, doing whatever. Um, he was he he's the most dominant player ever. And I mean, you can say that, but just watch a game of him; you can't stop him. Like it was so crazy to watch anything that he did. Um, it's a little bit sad for me to think about what could have been because why Kobe and him didn't get along was the mentality of both of them. And from Shaq's perspective, he said, I'm the better player than you right now. Why do you like think that you should be the number one option or whatever? And Kobe's mentality was, I work way harder than you. So why should I pass you the ball if you're not working as hard as me? Um, And that was the friction between them. And, I think both of them, if they would have listened to each other, could have been such an insane duo for so much longer. First of all, Kobe, I think, could have worked better with Shaq, and I think he could have been a better player because of it. And Shaq, if he stayed in shape, did whatever, like he, he was not in shape a lot of the time. He didn't practice as much as he could have. Like this is, he says it himself, and he still was this good. Um, so if he could have done that, Like his prime would have been longer. He wouldn't have like the last few seasons of his career. He was like genuinely like fat and he was still dominant. Um, And I think that's what holds him back from like actually being a top three, four player in the league. Cause I think he had that potential for sure. I mean, he's already super close, Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he was just dominant. And I think that's all you have to say about him is he destroyed everyone and you really couldn't stop him in his prime.
0: yeah Jason thoughts on Shaq (laughs) I mean I guess I'll ask you this I'll ask you this you had Kobe over Shaq why why was that
2: for me I think it was just Kobe proving that he could do it without Shaq like although Shaq was way more dominant I think Kobe being able to prove that he could win two without Shaq just proves that he was better than him. And I think that's that for mm-hmm. my list.
0: Yeah, Shaq is just one of those players, just like what you said, Logan, he, he could have been so much better. But the fact that he's still five or six, depending on wherever you rank him, is ridiculous. I think that that just shows how much of a force he was and how – nobody is ever going to be like him. I feel like we're not going to get another seven foot 350 pound guy in the NBA with, with good footwork. And he was like, he wasn't just this big guy that just all oh, dunk. Like he was very skilled too.
1: Yeah. I, I think his, um his days in like Orlando in the first part just kind of showed like he made the NBA 50th team or whatever like two seasons into his career um just because they knew how good he was gonna be uh but yeah i mean if you have him in the top eight or whatever i feel like it's it's probably good but i think i i rank him a little bit higher um but yeah i mean he's also, I love that he's still like in the NBA media and whatever. He's obviously on the TNT crew. Mm-hmm. He's also just an awesome guy, like a super fun guy. So everybody I, loves Shaq. Everybody loves Shaq. I mean, he's like a three hundred and fifty pound comedian. It's something <laughs> you don't see. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't see how you couldn't like Shaq.
0: Yeah. Um, now the top four is where it gets pretty unanimous. Uh, not in terms of not in terms of ranking, but it gets unanimous in terms of the players that are in the top four. Uh, We all have magic at four, the best point guard to ever play uh, five championships. It, It really sucks that we didn't see a full career from him. Obviously the, with the aid situation and the reasoning behind it was made it even worse almost. But I mean, the man was ridiculous. He came in his rookie season and, led a team to a championship like we don't see that anymore like magic johnson was was a special type of point guard that legitimately made everybody on his team better while also just being the face of the nba
1: yeah um i genuinely love watching steph play and everything and Maybe when it's all said and done, if Steph has an amazing career, even for the rest, wins more championships, even MVPs or something, he could be the best point guard of all time. Um, and just saying that, just kind of, I don't know, it doesn't make it doesn't a ton make, of sense to me it because you feel
0: good. Because then you got to put Steph at like third of all time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also, Steph is a point guard, but Magic yeah. is an actual, like, yeah. genuine point guard. Um, And that's what he was just the best at, was being the best version of a point guard that they've ever seen. I mean, he was 6'9", bringing up the ball, going through any defense. I mean, he was an awesome scorer, not one of the best ever, but his facilitating and just running the offense was so much better than anybody else, I mean, ever. Honestly, he's the best passer ever. Um, And his finals appearances, what he did in them, I mean... You guys probably know, but yeah, his rookie season in the game winning. I, I mean, Kareem was hurt in the finals. Magic had to step up as a rookie, put up 42, 15, and 7 as a center. Um, that's asking a lot of a rookie. Uh, and he did it. And I also like the sort of arc that his career went on because he had a lot of hiccups in the in the finals, even where he got the tragic Johnson nickname or whatever, because he missed stuff. He had turnovers. He basically choked away a couple games and then he came back and then one more. Um, and him and Kareem were one of the best duos ever and put James Worthy in it. Yeah, he had amazing teammates, but I mean, everything worked because of Magic Johnson. And I think if you're looking at the legendary status of him, he was the face of the league for 10 years. And I mean, the league would not be what it is today. Let's be real. Like a lot of people in America are still racist and it was really bad back then. Magic was the one who kind of bridged that gap where like, look at how, who, who doesn't like Magic Johnson, you know, like he was this super fun, like smiling guy and he was just dominating everyone. Um, And I think Magic just has anything that you would look for in an NBA career. Like there's not really any knocks on his game other than we didn't get to see more of what he was able to do. Um and yeah, I, I think top four should be in everybody's list for him.
2: agreed um there are guys that are similar to magic. I say Chris Paul is comparable, but it's not on the same level and magic is just gonna be known as you know that showtime guy that was absolutely just dominant during his time with the Lakers. And although he had a, another top five player of all time with Kareem, like that just shows that you can't use that argument against him because he was just that good. And so yeah, there. I think he is definitely solidified his top five of all time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I've seen him at five on some lists, but I honestly don't know if I've seen him lower than that on many lists. So I I, I think everybody agrees that he is the best point guard of all time, unless you're Uh, a three-point shooting truther in Steph. (laughs) Um, Number three, we all have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We'll start with Jason because you've been getting kind of the scraps lately uh, (laughs) after we've all given our takes. But uh, Kareem at three, tell us about the dream. No, not the dream, Kareem. (laughs) kareem (laughs) just kareem tell us about kareem
2: um yeah uh kareem he was just absolutely unstoppable 24 and a half points 11 rebounds two blocks 5.6 three point percent shooting of course but six-time nba champion you know six-time nba mvp like he was the generational talent and like no one was going to stop him especially with the skyhook he revolutionized that and people just couldn't figure out how to stop him. And even today, like, people don't know how to stop his his one move that he did. But it just shows that he was just so good. And he could just absolutely just, I don't know how to go on this, but uh, just defeat anyone that he was going up against. And he wasn't, like, super cocky or flashy about it, but... He was just a dominant big man.
0: Yeah, we we had never seen the NBA had never seen a player play this well for this long until Kareem came along. And it was like, whoa, people can play in a NBA like league for 20 years. He came, he spent he he played all of his years in college at UCLA, dominated there came straight to the league and just picked up where he left off at UCLA and did not stop for 20 seasons. That's why he's first in points, fourth in rebounds, third in blocks. There's there's not much you can say about Kareem that hasn't already been said. But for me, what really kind of solidified his legacy was the fact that he was really the first guy to play for as long as he played. Because we're seeing now – obviously LeBron is a very special case, but even guys that aren't that good are playing 20 seasons, you know, we're granted they're good at some points in their career, but like, for example, Vince Carter in his last couple of seasons, if, if Kareem wasn't a thing, Vince Carter would retired after year 13 or 14. But because Kareem was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. It, it kind of brought about this sense of, Oh, Wow superstars can be superstars for a really long time
1: yeah i think that's the main thing with kareem is just sustained greatness for 20 years and you guys covered it and you guys said it but i mean like i think it's something to be said where he played in the 70s that was the start of his career and he still barely missed any games like they they played him 44 minutes a game They were playing him every single day. He For 19 seasons, he played 74 or more games. No one's ever done that. Not even LeBron is doing that. Um, LeBron's gotten into the league four years before he did, and he's probably going to pass him in scoring. But the fact that Kareem was able to get into the league at 22 years old and score, like, just think about LeBron's career, how long he's been playing, how much he scores. Kareem has still scored more than that guy. Like, that's hard to imagine for anyone. Um, And from the start of his career with Milwaukee, where he won a championship, uh, he was by far the best player over Oscar Robertson that season. And then he went to the Lakers, and yeah, he played with a stacked team. But guess what? I mean, he still was needed in those games, and he still won five – five championships with them. I mean, that's crazy. And it was at the end of his career when he was winning two and he was still putting up good numbers. Um, I think it's just how like impressive it was that he did it for so long. And that's really all you have to say about it. Um, It's just like, like, look at, look at anything on basketball reference where it's just like 25, 28 points per game for like 15 seasons. Like that, nobody's doing that except for LeBron James. And that kind of just like, Is a segue into him but it is a segue but like like if he didn't exist no one would even come close to this longevity
0: yeah kareem's longevity is his thing guess who else has that (laughs) thing um we've made it to the top two uh i think we're at the point of i don't know nba society that unless you're a stubborn old head lebron and michael jordan are your top two players of all time Yep. No, no matter what order. Uh, you both have Jordan over LeBron. I have LeBron over Jordan. Uh, I, I don't think we need to talk about the the stats. I think everybody knows everything that's out there about these two guys. Jordan went six for six, five MVPs. LeBron's won four, four MVPs. Um, do, do you guys want me to give my case first or do you – Cause I, I'm, I'm the, the, the lone wolf here and you guys are, are, are... I, I want to
1: hear yours. So I say we go first. Cause I want to hear you try to pick apart ours. Basically.
2: Okay. Jason, right. you want to start? I'll tell
1: you, man. All <laughs> right. I mean, it's weird talking about Michael Jordan because I, literally everybody knows who he is, Yeah. but I think anything that you say about any other player that we've talked about, Michael Jordan basically does the exact same thing. The one knock on him is the amount he played, and that's because he chose not to. And whenever he played, he was basically winning. If you look at any series he played, he played amazing. He is the greatest scorer of all time. I don't care what people say. Uh, The era he played in was a slow-paced thing. He still put up insane numbers every single time. He was one of the best defensive players of all time. He won defensive player of the year. He won five MVPs, six championships, was the best player by far in every single one of those series. He has never had one one small bad part of his career where you can say, oh, like he choked here. Like he literally never did that. And I don't think anybody else can say that. And I think it's the legend of Michael Jordan is why he's number one is because. I mean, you can just say six six championships, he never won in the he never lost in the finals. I mean, he got there every time. Yeah, he played on the Wizards, but, like, who cares? He was a bull his entire career. Like, he didn't have to leave. Um, and I'm not going to pretend like he wasn't very lucky that with his competition, with whatever, his teammates were amazing. I mean, he he got the help he needed every single time. Uh, he didn't have to leave to get help, and that's kind of one of the things LeBron did. Um, but... I think the gap between LeBron and Michael Jordan is closing and it's pretty cool to see. I just have to wait before LeBron, Like he he's still putting up 29 points per game. If he was healthy, he'd be in the MVP conversation. Like his career is not over. I'm not ready to put LeBron over him yet.
2: I agree. Um, Michael Jordan. He had that mentality of I'm going to do whatever it takes to make us win. And he did most of the time. And I don't think I can put LeBronian over him. And Shaq said something, I don't know how long ago it was, but he said, once LeBron passes Kareem in points, I think that honestly might have, for me, have LeBron over MJ. But for now, I can't put him over MJ. All right. But- But overall, LeBron is a better all-around player. I will have to say that. Thank you. Yeah, if you look at his numbers, solely based on that, you can see that the offense runs through him, no doubt. But Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But I just think that MJ just, he couldn't be stopped.
1: Yeah, I just want to add, like, anything Diego says, and this is kind of one of the annoying things about arguing with MJ fans who just say he's better at everything Michael Jordan accomplished more in less time than LeBron did. Um, you can just say that, and that kind of is, is tough to argue. Um, but yeah, I want to hear what you have to say, because I think I will agree with a lot of it.
0: I absolutely, there, there's no debating that Michael Jordan did more in less time. But I don't think that should be used against LeBron. I don't think that the fact that LeBron has been so good for 19 years should be a knock against him and we've seen that like that that's a legitimate argument that I'm not saying that you guys are making but saying that oh jordan oh, jordan never lost in the finals jordan you know was the best player when he played but he didn't want to play anymore i don't think saying lebron needed more years is a is a huge knock on lebron it shouldn't be that should be a plus for lebron LeBron is playing in his 19th season, and he's going to play for at least two to three more, or at least until Bronny comes in the league, for sure. Uh, He he made that very clear. But for me, we've never seen, there's never been an all-around player like LeBron. He scores at will when he wants to, but he's a pass-first player that is a top three passer in the league right now and has been his whole career. He makes all of his teammates better. He's a great rebounder. I don't know if you can say top, but he averages seven and a half rebounds per game. He doesn't have to be the best scorer or the best passer because he is elite at everything. And I think for me that's what makes him a better basketball player than Michael Jordan cuz Michael Jordan not even a question best scorer of all time but that and okay he he was he's a great defensive player also i you're not going to say best of all time but he's a better defensive player than LeBron James is but other than that i think LeBron is a better all-around basketball player at pretty much everything else and i I I don't have the stats to back all of that up, but based on the eye test, everything that I know, have looked at, that's what puts LeBron above Jordan for me. There's no debating these are the top two players in the NBA's history, but I think LeBron James doing everything on the court for as long as he has puts him up there and, um, I don't know if there are any other points I need to counter. I guess the the teammates is a point that is always brought up for LeBron and um, Michael Jordan. But I'm going to say Michael Jordan had two members of the top 75 All-NBA team when he won his championship, and LeBron never had more than one. I mean, right? Yeah. He had AD with the Lakers, and... Dwayne Wade with the Heat. Am I missing somebody? Ray Allen. Ray <laughs> Allen. That's right, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Um, I never – I always forget about Ray Allen.
1: But, um, he saved but, his career. He saved his <laughs> legacy.
0: But anyway, okay, so if anything, that's even. That, that That's even with the amount of good teammates they had. I think Scottie Pippen was a top five, top ten player in the league in the 90s, which is something that I think people glaze over. When they talk about Michael Jordan is they say he did it all. They don't say he did it all himself, but he was the man. He was the guy. Jordan led his team in points. That was it. Um, LeBron has led his team in basically everything in most of his finals appearances. So I think it's the longevity. It's the all around betterness. if That's a word. Um, that puts LeBron at one for me. And
1: I, fact, I only and the fact
0: that he's still doing it, and he's going to keep building up.
1: Yeah, me. I only have one other point I want to make, and that's Michael Jordan never had a 2011, and LeBron James. I mean, let's be real. He, he played awful. He played way worse than he would have been expected to. And that was a very, very winnable finals in 2011. And he did choke and he lost that finals. Michael Jordan never did that. Um, I will say, I think LeBron in 2016 had a better finals appearance and a better finals win than Michael Jordan ever had. And I think so he had a higher high and a lower low than him. So but then you can say Michael Jordan had three had two three feet. So I don't know if that counts as a higher high, but it's so close. And I think it's it's getting closer. Um, but yeah, do you have anything to say about that?
0: I guess the counter there is it's not the counter to the 2011. I'm not acting like that didn't happen. He absolutely melted down. But in their careers, I think LeBron did more with less than Jordan did. Because when Jordan didn't have his team that he, that he went six for six with, he didn't make the finals until then for the first part of his career. LeBron had to carry, Logan, you know this well as a Cavs fan, very bad Cavaliers teams through the playoffs. And he somehow managed to do it. I don't think Jordan does that with those same teams. I don't think he does it with the Cavs against the Warriors uh, after he came back from the heat. I don't think Jordan can can rally a team like that like LeBron was able to during his his runs with the Cavs. That's that'll be my final point, unless you have rebuttals. But I think that that that's that's something that hammers it home, at least for me.
1: Yeah, I mean it's weird. Cause I always argue on the LeBron side. It's, I, I think the main point is that you can argue LeBron as a player, but you argue Michael Jordan, I guess, as a career right now. And I think LeBron has to finish his career for you to be able to argue the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, LeBron has four championships. Michael Jordan has six. I don't care about record. I think that's a main point point. and then you can argue context and that's sort of the whole thing and nobody's going to change their mind. So right. yeah, I think it's really, really close though.
0: Jason, any final thoughts on LeBron, Jordan, or anything on this list?
2: Um, no, I think we covered it. I mean, undoubt, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. There there you go. (laughs) There you go. It's LeBron and MJ, and yeah, it's it's gonna be either or for a while.
0: What will it take? I guess are you guys both on the the belief that. If he passes Kareem, he's the goat. Or what will it take? I guess. I think that doesn't help, but you don't know. I,
1: I I think there's like there's not a set thing that I need to happen. Right, you'll just know. Yeah, and I think it's really close right now. So I, if he wins another championship, maybe if he makes even three more All Star games and passes Kareem, if he has some historic season at 40 years old that nobody's done i don't know i mean his longevity is already there it's just boosting to everything he's already done so far um but yeah i think it's open and i don't really want to put like a thing like a set thing that he needs to do to to pass him for me but i just think i want to see how it plays out
2: yeah i think lebron passing cream would definitely help though because it ends the conversation of Michael Jordan being like the score because LeBron has that over MJ where he's like, oh, I have the most points in NBA history, though. So then you can only talk about accolades. and.
0: But does Michael that not Jordan. apply already? Because LeBron's third in points and Jordan's fifth. Yeah, but. Or does it more <laughs> like I'm the king of the NBA in points? Yeah, I think that's where. Yeah,
1: I agree. Because like, like nobody nobody be, talks got- about Carl Malone as the second. <laughs> exactly. Like nobody cares about Carl Malone being number two. So, so
0: what you're saying is he has to be the best at something. Yeah. I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's if you me. say that and you say like, and look, he also was one of the best assist mans ever. Like he's top probably he's six seven, at that he's point. Seventh
0: right now. He'll probably yeah, be six top
1: five or whatever. Five. I don't know. Um the the like if you really look at it like why is finals record a thing we look at it's just it because be. that's what michael jordan did mm-hmm. like if you look at it where it's like the to- the total number maybe that's a lebron thing now where it's like oh he's he's one and then five and then whatever else no it's
0: it's something that was talked about to tear down lebron i think honestly yeah because before that it's an accomplishment to reach the nba finals like that shouldn't be like a knock like oh he lost that season means nothing you know And yeah, I think that's part of the argument. I'm glad neither of you guys used it, but it's stupid. Six (laughs) for six is a stupid argument. Yeah.
2: I think the amount of times he's made it to the finals makes up for the amount of championships.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you just have to look at what the actual series is every single time. And And you like maybe one was, yes, his fault. I don't see an argument for literally any other one where he could have played better and they would have won.
0: Yeah. Right. That was, uh, that was fun. You <laughs> it's a long, one, fun? That
1: was a long one. I did have fun. Uh, I don't think any of us got disrespectful. And no, I, don't think so. I think that's a good thing, but I'm glad we did have some differences.
0: When we all had the same players, like, like different orders, but, we have the same top ten players of all time. Who? So do you? I think, in my
1: opinion, KD and Steph are both going to be in the top ten when everything's done. Do you agree with that? Because they still got a while to go.
0: I don't know. Yeah. KD's injuries really bother me. It keeps yeah. happening. I think Steph. Will. Yeah. And yes, they 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 both have a very long way to go.
1: I think they both need another championship. Yeah, that's, by themselves. That's so. going to be that's going to be the key, especially KD. Right?
0: Yeah, and you know who this is very premature, and he's very young. Oh, but Giannis is on a trajectory to be there. He's he's got everything
1: that anybody else has had at that point. Exactly. So.
0: But for now, this is our list. Um, My list, LeBron, Jordan, Kareem, Magic, Shaq, Kobe, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Wilt, Chamberlain, Tim Duncan. Logan, give us yours. Mine is MJ, LeBron, Kareem,
1: Magic, Bird, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Wilt, and Kobe.
0: Jason, end us off.
2: Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Larry Bird, Wilt, Bill Russell, and Tim Duncan.
0: Thank you so much for listening or watching. This was a great episode. This special episode number 69. It was very nice. Uh, featuring Jason Milney. Thank you for, ha- for coming on, Jason. Um, great job. Thank you for having me. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll come back. He'll be a recurring guest. We'll see. Um, follow us on all of our social medias linked down below. Uh, and as always, my name is Diego Sandoval. And for my co-host, Logan Ring, and my guest, Jason Milney. This was the World of Sports Podcast. I am signing off. Signing off. Signing off.